Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Leadership Journey with Bill Search. Well, welcome back to the Leadership Journey. I'm your host, Bill Search. And if you were here last time, you know I started a two-part series. This is part two of a two-part series on facing the inevitable challenges that every small groups ministry faces. And this is, uh, this is aimed at both small group leader and the director of the small group ministry in a given church. These aren't sequential, so you can listen to this and then go back and listen to part one if you like. Or you could stop now, go back to listen to part one, and then pick up here. There's 10 of these observations that I make. And in the first episode, I covered the first five. And uh, these all stem from a, a, a breakout I did at the Right Now Media Conference back in October of uh, 2021. And uh, as I was given the presentation, I thought, man, this would be really good to share here on this podcast. And so hopefully you find it helpful, instructive, refreshing, encouraging. Um, And uh, I'd love your feedback on this, by the way. Uh, I'd love your feedback either in the Facebook group, or uh, you can always send me a message, friend me on Facebook, love to interact with you. But uh, as I was thinking these things through, this is really observations made over a 20-year-plus ministry experience range when it comes to small groups. I've been a small group participant, a small group leader. I currently lead two small groups. Uh, I'm uh, deeply engaged in the, the global world of small groups ministry. And then as an executive pastor to the church, it's one of the areas of ministry that uh, rolls up to my my area of responsibility. And so I have a, I have a deep burning passion for this. And, uh, and so this stems from things I've witnessed personally, experienced personally, as well as things I've talked to others about. In fact, none of these observations are just from other people. These are all on my front porch in my living room, things that I have experienced. And so hopefully you find them helpful. And what I observed in the last, uh, the last session was there really are three types of issues or challenges that face a small group director, pastor, leader. There are the everyday issues that you face regularly, hence every day. And then there are those issues that are occasional. They may, they may come seasonally once a year, uh, once every five years. They're occasional. They don't happen all the time. And then there are the issues that are rare. And these are rare. You know, we don't write books and articles too much about them because we only respond to them when they occur. But they do not occur very often. In fact, you could serve in a church and a ministry as a small group leader or pastor or director, and they never occur to you. Or they might occur to you several times and you might go, those aren't rare. Those are very common. But for most, they are rare issues. And so we're going to cover in this session some occasional issues and some rare issues. If you listened in on part one, you know I covered the everyday issues and one occasional issue. So hopefully you will enjoy this. So buckle up. Let's get going, shall we? All right. This is occasional issue number six. Remember, this is an issue that occurs seasonally. It doesn't occur every day. Hence, occasional. Occasional issue number six is too much vision or constant change. You're engaged in a ministry and, uh, and there is just constant change or vision change, I should say. This isn't change 
like staffing change. We'll get to that one later. But um, this is really like uh, uh, you have one idea of doing ministry, and then you're going to come up with a new idea of doing ministry. And uh, and so uh, there is a type of person. If you do the enneagram, it's the enneagram seven, I think. If I'm I got my numbers right. And this is the person who's enthusiastic. They just never met an idea they wouldn't like to take to dinner. You know, they are just so excited about new things. And uh, the problem with that, though, is just about the time you're getting something ingrained into an ecosystem of a church, new idea comes, got to start over again. And so then there's this uh, new implementation and everything kind of goes back to ground zero and then... Once you start get to this place, there's something new that comes along. And uh, if this is you, you know who you are. We're not judging you. Just I'm not judging you. I'm just saying know this about yourself. So here's some things to do. Remember why you employed the first system to begin with. Whatever system you're currently running, just know why you employed it. Okay. Um, and then um, along with that, uh, it, you know, interact with people who are wise counselors. Those wise counselors may be um, you're within your church, like an elder or your senior pastor, but those wise counselors may be, they may be um, uh, other pastors in the region. Uh, we talk in the small group network about the importance of huddling up with other small group directors and pastors from your region. And we really believe that's true. Years and years and years ago, um, I was in one of those that does before the small group network was even an idea in Steve's mind. But, uh, well, it might have been an idea. He's a kind of forward thinker. He might have been thinking about it. He was thinking about the internet before it was invented. I don't know if you know this, but Mark Zuckerberg stole Facebook from Steve, not from those twin brothers from that one TV movie that we saw. Or movie. It wasn't a TV movie, just for the record. Uh, it was that Social Network. I can't remember the name of the movie. It was, it was worth watching the one time. I watched it on TV, so that's why it's a TV movie. All I can think of is as I was watching it is, I'm glad I'm not seeing this in the movie theater totally unnecessary to see in the theater. But anyhow, um, I don't think that Steve invented Facebook, but I'm going to start that rumor and see how long it lasts. Anyhow, so um, I was in this uh, network with other pastors in my region, and one of the pastors had said, you know, we used to know, um, we used to know that uh, the way that you did small groups was around life stage, season of life. That was the way you did small groups. But what we now know is it's all around neighborhoods. Neighborhoods is the way to do it. And he was a Enneagram 7. This guy never met a new idea he couldn't get behind. And, uh, and um, he had a good system running. But then all of a sudden it was like, pop the clutch and try a new system. And he got enthusiastic about the new system. And nothing wrong with neighborhood groups. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, but um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was his enthusiasm for the new that shocked me. And, uh, and this creates all kinds of dissonance in a ministry. It really does. And so you need to stay focused. If you know that you have a tendency to get really behind new ideas, stay focused. Uh, and then set a minimum time frame. Is it two years before you're allowed to create a new vision for your groups? Is it three? It cannot be anything less than two, just for the record. Unless you have tried to implement a crazy vision that just blows up and burns everybody down, I would not change that until like two years in. You don't even know if it works in most churches until you hit about the 24-month mark. So just slow, slow, slow your roll. If you are blessed with too much vision in your life, then um, 
you know, join a fitness center or something, get that energy out in a different way, but don't overwhelm people with too much vision. Most people don't get that excited as you do about that new vision. So that's occasional issue number six, too much vision. Occasional issue number seven, pastor wants to change the system or the model. Go ahead and raise your hand if you've experienced this one before. Your senior pastor comes in and says, I got this great idea. I went to this conference, talked to this pastor, heard about this thing. I think we should do it. I think it'd be great. And there's a little part of you inside that just dies, right? You you wish you could be excited, but you're not. And so um, this happens from time to time. So what do you do? Grab a pad of paper and a pen. Make an appointment. Sit down with your pastor. Ask questions. Meet. Research. Just get everything out on the table you can get out on the table. Find out what it is that gets the pastor excited about this new idea. Ask if you can dig into it. Ask who you should talk to, what books you should read. What is, what is, who's he talked to that has made him this excited? Can you talk to them too? If it's another senior pastor, he'll probably say no. But, but there might be um, a small group pastor at that other pastor's church you could talk to. But keep an open mind. Really, keep an open mind. Um, I, um, I, uh, uh, years and years and years ago, I was in West Michigan and my pastor had gotten very excited about a new way to do small groups. We were in the shadow of a major Christian publishing company. I won't name them, but it rhymes with Bondervin. And, uh, they're a great publishing company. They write, they do a lot of books that I love. And, uh, this publishing company had a new book coming out on different way to do community and, and groups. And so my senior pastor had a chance to meet the guy who'd written the book. And later I did too. He's a great, great guy. And he's become a friend. And, um, but, uh, it was a, it was a neighborhood model of doing groups. And so my pastor got very excited about this. And, uh, and so I said, Hey, can I dig into this? Can I, it'd be okay if I went down to this, the church that is like the pioneer of this particular movement. He says, Hey, I go. So I get down there and, uh, I ended up, I ended up uh, digging in. I went to the little conference the church po- hosted, but then I ended up hanging out with some of the groups pastors from this particular church in Texas. And um, and I even went um, uh, golfing with them, like to, a, what do you call it when you're a, a driving range, a driving range with these guys. I don't golf. I'm, I grew up a proletariat, so my people carried golf clubs for you bougie people who golf, but I'm not a golfer. I don't particularly like golf, but I went golfing with these guys, or at least hitting a golf ball with these guys. Mostly I hit the grass, but I also hit the ball occasionally um, with these guys. And, and I, it was just a casual, we were talking about the ministry and they were kind of laughing about the fact that they had easy jobs because there weren't that many people in their group's ministry. And they were kind of, they were, it was interesting to be quite transparent um, how casually they took this vision. So I came back and I told my senior pastor, I said, we can do it. We can implement it. There's going to be a couple things we need to do. We need about a $2 million addition to the building to add uh, mid-sized group space because that's built into the model. Uh, and then um, and then also we need to be prepared to lose about 10% of our current people in groups because they only have about a third of their church in groups and we have like 40, 50% of our people in groups. So we're going to lose, uh, but that's okay. I mean, we can implement this. And I wasn't being passive aggressive or snarky. It's like, well, if this is the vision you want, let's do it. And uh, when he heard that, he was like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. That seems to be working. Maybe we could implement like some neighborhood sensitivity so people aren't driving very far to get to the group, which totally makes sense. So that's what we did. Um, and so, uh, but you, you kind of see what I was doing there is I did research. 
I, I worked hard to carry out the vision of the senior pastor. I really wanted to help him do that. And, uh, and then um, there's just one more bit about this is if your pastor wants to change the system or the model and you can't get behind it, then you should leave. I mean, really, I mean, it is if you really get to a point where you go, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe I just can't even carry this out. Um, well then, uh, it's, if you're on staff, do not put yourself in a position where you are a troublemaker with your pastor. They won't like it and you won't have a good time and, uh, just polish up your resume. There's great churches out there. Find one that you can get behind. You might have to pack your bags and move. Uh, option two is really just to humble yourself and go, all right, you know what? It's not my vision, but I trust the pastor and I'm going to really work hard at this. So do that. Okay. That's occasional issue number seven. Pastor wants to change the system or the model. And at this point, we're going to take a break to hear from one of our very fine sponsors. So let's listen. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas to all you small group point people out there. Jason Banzoff here, Group Talk producer, and I wanted to share a special Christmas gift with you. Santa Steve Gladen is feeling very generous this year and wanted to give all of our Group Talk listeners a special gift, $100 off our lobby gathering. This is an event that you're not going to want to miss. Join us February 22nd through the 24th in sunny San Juan Capistrano, California. If it's cold where you're at, I'm sure you're ready for a little sun. This small group networking event is sure to help you connect with new and veteran small group point people and give you an opportunity to relax along the way. Now we want you to take advantage of this special holiday gift by going to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash conferences. Again, that's smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash conferences. Under the lobby gathering, click register. And before selecting your tickets, be sure to click enter promo code up top. Enter promo code group talk, all one word. Again, that's group talk, all one word for your exclusive $100 off. Hope to see you there. Now back to Leadership Journey. All right, welcome back. Wasn't that a great sponsor? That was just great. That was, that was probably the best part of the show. Okay, occasional issue number eight. The system breaks down or declines. This is an occasional issue um, because it occasionally happens. You know, um, most systems will, whatever system you're running, will plateau. And so just be prepared for that. So evaluate why. Why did it plateau? Was it because the vision had grown stale? Was it because the, it wasn't properly communicated? Was it people didn't know about it? Was people got tired of it? Was it the people that were in charge of it weren't carrying it out properly? Was it com competition with other things that are entering the church ecosystem? Maybe there was another big initiative that was taking precedence over it. Why, why did things plateau? Why did maybe people uh, not sign up to join groups this season? Uh, what was it? Evaluate why that was. Uh, it might be necessary to rotate in new leadership. You bring in new leaders and uh, and you might get some fresh blood in there and they want to charge the hill. Uh, you, you might want to be flexible and willing to change. It could be that you've been running a vision. You know, I had just said, hey, number six was too much vision. Well, maybe it is time. Maybe, maybe you've been running a tired old vision and people who, everybody who's going to buy into it, bought into it. And the people who aren't going to buy into it anymore, they don't. And that's okay. So uh, be flexible and be willing to change. And then in the, in the words of the great poet and psalmist and prophet, as he once said, you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. 
then you might realize that is not from a psalm, even though it sounds just like something David would have written as he was watching his sheep. But actually, it comes from the great legend Kenny Rogers, an American country Western superstar. And uh, it's entirely possible that if you're listening from another English-speaking or non-English-speaking nation, you may not know who Kenny Rogers is, but just right now, hit pause, do yourself a favor, jump over to YouTube and listen to The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. It'll bless you. And if you're from Australia, you know who he is because you guys do country music over there a lot. In fact, I think you might do country music more than Americans do. Isn't Keith Urban yours? He seems like a great guy. I've never met him, but I bet if I met him, we'd be good friends. How about you? Do you think you'd be friends with Keith? Anyhow, and in fact, if he wanted to come over to my house, Keith, if you're listening right now and you want to come over to my house, send me a, a message. I would gladly entertain you and Nicole. You seem like swell people. All right. So, uh, uh, you, you just, yeah, there are times seriously when you needed to go, okay, it's time to close it all down and, uh, it's time to run away from this one and start something new. That's okay. And if, if, um, Kenny Rogers blessed you, you're welcome. All right. Rare, rare, rare issue. Number nine, this is thank God rare. They don't happen every day. Um, and I may be the first to be telling you about this one because this is fairly recent. You may not if you haven't been paying attention to the news for the last couple of years, you probably don't know about this one, but um, global pandemics, that's a rare issue. Um, they apparently happen regionally, maybe every 30, 40, 50 years. And uh, worldwide, they tend to occur, apparently they say every 100 years or so. So the good news is, is we're kind of riding out COVID-19, uh, which has just been a devastating and awful thing. Um, the good news is all of us who are listening to this right now should be dead by the next time this thing rolls through planet earth. So, um, I, there's no reason to be cheeky or funny about a global pandemic. It's awful and it's devastating and it happens and it sets ministries back. And so, uh, what do you do when that happens? Well, let me give you some suggestions. What do you do when that happens? First of all, be realistic and flexible people quit throwing vision out there when it's deadly stuff. I, I, one of the things that both amuses me and annoys me on our Facebook group is there's every now and then people have like, uh, this just happened. Someone had just posted like, Hey, uh, people aren't coming to my group right now. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, take it easy. It's a global pandemic. And other people are like, yeah, you know, keep, keep the faith. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, now is the time to persevere. Okay. Persevere ignore the hype. People are like, I've grown more than ever because of all this. And I'm like, well, number one, either you're lying or, or the Holy Spirit's just doing something really amazing in your midst, which is possible, but I'm going to lean towards you're not telling us the truth. Uh, there's a lot of that going around on social media. So do a, do what you can with what you got. I mean, we've all learned how Zoom works. We all learned how how uh, new tech works. We've, we've learned how to social distance and how to make use of, of the resources available to us. So uh, when that happens, roll with it, okay? Do what you can with what you have. But global pandemics, wars, regional uprisings, these things happen. This uh, ministry, the Small Group Network, is global. We have listeners, and you might be listening from a part of the world where uh, you have this sort of thing happen, and it's not a pandemic, but you have major economic upheaval, or you have some sort of devastating uh, natural disaster. And, and at that point, you rally the forces and you do what you can with what you have. And at that point, leave all the, all the vision stuff aside and just 
partner with the Holy Spirit and dive in. But these are rare issues, but they do occur. Okay, so we've just experienced or are still experiencing this one. Rare issue number 10 is far less severe than a global pandemic, though some people might um, overly dramatize it. Uh, but it is dramatic and it is a big deal and it is creating upheaval and it's not common in every church. Some churches don't have it, never have it, and other every church will have it. But you may be in a church uh, at a certain golden era that never experiences it. And that is senior pastor transition. And uh, you get a new senior pastor and people are like, I like the old person better. And uh, anyhow, this happens. And uh, so what happens sometimes is groups become mixed. You might have people from the church. They all join the group because they all were part of your church. And then over time, maybe a new senior pastor comes in and handful of the people in given groups move on to other churches. And initially the group's like, what should we do? These are our friends. Well, you don't have to do anything. Usually it takes care of itself, but it, you may have to intervene when this happens where someone goes to another church and then they come back, like they have found solid gold and all you fools aren't coming with them. Sometimes people are happy to just find a new church and go, Hey, we found a new church. We're happy with there but they love their group. But sometimes they come back to that group and like, oh, you should come to my church. The music's way better than the church that I used to go to, which happens to be the church you currently go to. And by the way, our pastor is just amazing, amazing, absolutely amazing, better than the church we used to go to, which happens to be the church you currently go to. When that happens, it, it seeds a division. And so journey with those groups, but almost all those groups that become mixed, in my experience, you just kind of help the group wrap it up. Most groups have a certain life to them, and it's okay to just go, hey, you had a great life, time to move on. That's okay. And, and then uh, what happens, by the way, is when there's a new senior pastor, leaders become confused. They become concerned. There's lots of drama, little rumors. And so shepherd them. You, uh, if, you, if God's given you a shepherding gift, shepherd fellow leaders, shepherd fellow staff members if you're on staff, um, shepherd the people God's entrusted to you. If you're a small group leader, shepherd your small group members and go, we're going to make it. Church is bigger than one person. Let's pray for our new pastor. Let's pray for our search committee or whatever. But um, shepherd, just show that care. The flock, we're, we're sheep. That's the number. That's like a big metaphor. People in the Bible and we act like sheep. That's why the metaphor fits. And then um, keep moving forward. Don't Don't make system or structural changes. If you dreamed of doing something new with small groups and the sheriff leaves town and there's not a new sheriff yet, that is not the time to start something new and then tell when the new sheriff arrives, hey, yeah, this is the way we do it. Do not do that. Just stable, stable, stable. Keep things as stable as possible. Not the time to make changes. There's enough changes in the atmosphere with a new senior pastor. And so just kind of Keep doing what you're doing as faithfully as you can do it. Because when the new pastor comes in, odds are that person might want to make some changes. So if you make a change in the intermediary time and then the new pastor comes in and they implement a new change, guess what? That's a lot of change. And your people will not rise up and call you blessed. They will curse somebody. It probably will be you. Or it might be the new pastor. And now the new pastor is looking at you going, why did you do this to me? So don't do it. Just keep things the way they are. All right. Um, those are uh, those are five issues this time, 10 issues total. I hope those have been really helpful. We all face challenges, issues, opportunities, good news. Here's the really good news, my friends. This is not a new problem. 
this is all part of being the church. You know, it cracks me up when people say, I want to be part of the first church, the Acts 2 church. But being uh, an amateur church historian who reads original like era documents of that time, um, particularly all you have to do is read Paul, you realize anybody who's part of the early church was part of a mess. It was an absolute chaotic mess. People were doing all kinds of sinful and foolish things. And then I, I read for uh, fun. I read the early church fathers, just a little side hobby of mine. And uh, guess what? They're addressing all kinds of messy stuff in the church. There was not a golden era. You know why? Because the church is a gathering of people. And you know what lousy, lousy things we are. No, we're not lousy. But you know how mixed up we are. You know how sinful we can be. Broken we are. And so if you're, if you're experiencing all kinds of challenges in your church, guess what? There is no perfect church because it's made up of people. The perfect will be when we're with Christ in eternity. And that'll be a good. And in fact, that's where we'll end because the writer of Hebrews says, don't forsake gathering together as some are in the habit of doing. And instead, what we should do is spur one another on to love and good deeds. All the more, all the more as we see the day approaching. And what's the day he's talking about? The day of Christ's return. Because it's worth it. It is worth it. There's a side on the other side of all this that is totally, totally worth it, my friends. All right. Well, it's been good to be with you. Um, I hope you have a, a, a Merry Christmas if you're listening to this in December. And if you're listening to this in, say, like June of 2022, well, uh, Merry Christmas still. It's just around the corner. All right. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website, smallgroupnetwork.com, to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.